Today's guest is David Wollstenholme. He is a recruitment branding expert based in Australia, originally from the UK, a global traveller. Um, you'll find him on LinkedIn. He He's quite active there, uh, always in discussions and making relevant points. Uh, he helps recruiters develop their personal brand. Um, I've never looked into detail about how someone does that. I kind of always thought, I did a postgrad in marketing. I'm not sure I learned anything from it. Um, only that a lot of marketing is common sense. And maybe you can break down the strategies of it. But he's broken down the strategies of personal branding. So I would just kind of ask him some questions in and around that and what recruiters can do to build it up from scratch. Um, and it was really interesting. And I think it'll be of great benefit to those of you who maybe aren't out there and really active in, in that. Um, like how to get attention, but to do it in a way where you're authentic and trustworthy uh, is is the real key and communicating to the right people at the right time. Um, so he's done that. Uh, he does courses on how recruiters uh, have done this and he's had a lot of success, especially in the in the Australian market where he's really respected. We do a lot of work in, in Oz as well. Um, so enjoy, enjoy chatting with him and I think you'll get a lot out of this one. So uh, if you're enjoying it, uh, please do let me know. Um, if you want me to do more of these type episodes in branding or marketing or anything that is within a specific area that you need more knowledge, just reach out to me, hit me up. I'll find the world-class expert. I'll bring them on. And I hope you're enjoying our scale series where we're documenting and demonstrating how you can set up and scale a business in real time and especially in our case transitioning from a lifestyle business over and it's bloody hard <laughs> that's the first thing and we have a different relationship with uh with money than somebody in a scaling business um and our processes and yeah the way lots of things so we're learning loads um and we're doing our best and we have a long way to go so um yeah, if you want to watch something that's good and maybe a bit of a car crash at the same time and then good again and maybe the car crashes again, then I think uh, I think you'll enjoy our scale series. Uh, but for now, over to David. And if you need any help with your own personal brand, he's your man. Have a great day. We're on, we're live. Welcome to the Recruiter Startup Podcast. I'm joined with David Wolfingstein. What a cool surname. Wish I was called Wolfingstein. I wish it was pronounced like it's Wolstenholm. <laughs> <laughs> Wolstenholm. Where yeah, is that yeah. name from? Well, it, it sounds distinctly German, but it's actually a really old English name. But uh, I have to repeat it about 30 times a day because no one can pronounce it or understand it. But uh, yeah, I don't talk... I don't talk to my parents anymore because of it. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't talk to mine because of my first name. So <laughs> we could be a mixture of the worst of two worlds there. Um, so talking to you from Sydney, um, got you on today. Want to take uh, your temperature on the Australian? What you're what you're seeing down there, um, 
and two, to talk about changing landscape of recruitment and how media branding and that side of it is becoming more important. So, um, how is the Australian market? For anybody listening, it is it is May the twentieth, um, week eight of COVID. I, I'm on May the twenty first, but on different days. Twenty first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this thing's doing to us. Um, it's a question. It's a good question. Um, it, it depends. It depends on lots of different factors. It depends on your sector. It depends on how the business that you're running uh, is, is running efficiently. Um, it depends how experienced you are as a recruiter. There's lots and lots of variables. But, you know, the industry's been hit hard. But I, I'm going to be pretty vocal and talk about pre-COVID as well because I'd seen that a lot of businesses weren't doing as well as they would like to have um, told the world. And that was because the economy wasn't as strong. The businesses weren't as run as well as possible. So um, as I say to other people, it kind of fell off a cliff a little bit with such a horrendous thing like COVID. Mm. Yeah, it's, I, I noticed a dip in Australia. I also noticed that salaries hadn't really increased in about in in the last five or six years um and i i i was just curious like what uh which, which sectors now or which sectors before COVID were starting to decline a little bit so you standard perhaps like accounting professional services um construction depending on what you was working on was getting a bit um edgy as well um, yeah, mainly the general services, business support, they weren't running as effectively as possible. Specialisms, depending on that market, depending on the economy, depending on the political situation. Mm. But it seems to be a global thing that the technical, the technology companies and the um, healthcare companies were tending to do fine and they're obviously surviving very well now, at most of them. Mm. Um, so, in this time in COVID, what, uh, what, how, how has that affected your own business? Well, seven or eight weeks ago, I was almost started crying um, because I was running, I run events, so I run workshops, and I've been partnering with the RCSA. And um, obviously, that was the end of that face to face, all day workshops and private workshops with clients. And I was just kind of scratching my head thinking, what the bloody hell is going to happen here? I'm selling recruitment, training, development, and events um, to an industry that's been hit harder, hit harder than any other industry. So um, I'm, I'm amazed at what's happening with my business. There's just this phenomenal turnaround in terms of level of interest. People are engaging my services um, because for different reasons. It, it, it seems to be that I was flavor of the month with, mid-tier companies where they had um, money to spend, they had training and development high on their radar, they noticed their gaps, and they were prepared to invest in people and external parties as well. Whereas there's this huge shift. My business has completely pivoted without me pivoting, um, which sounds bonkers. And all of a sudden, it's the small business owners, very, very small, uh, that historically never spent any money on this area for different reasons. 
They now have more time on their hands. They recognize it's a skill set or an area that they need to develop. And um, you know, they're generally not 20 years old. They're more 30s and 40s. And so they've got a few dollars in the bank and they're prepared to spend while they may not necessarily be making a lot of money at the moment. So, yeah, it's ridiculous how many inquiries I'm getting. And I'm also getting an awful lot of inquiries from people who've uh, just started, decided to set up. Um, less because of the reason that they've been uh, made redundant and more because they just felt this, this was their time or they're about to set up right now. So there's this huge shift going on in Australia, which is exciting and interesting. How long that will last for, I'm not so sure, but we'll see. I always feel Australia, when it comes to business and recruitment, as always, it feels like it's 10 years behind a lot of, uh, a lot of other marketplaces. Um, they like to do regional-specific recruitment. They like to do lots of face-to-face. -face. It works a little slower, very messy, relationship-driven. It's, it's, it, I find it a very different marketplace to the other ones that we work. Um, are they now moving into, do you see a massive growth in people now taking the risk and becoming independent recruiters or uh, as opposed to being more career recruiters like they were? Massive variables. Um, the first thing is that I think people are really, there's a few questions you asked in that, but the, first, the, the one where what's changing, I think, is got to be that people who are setting up are setting up less because they've got been maybe done no fear. It's more because they've realised that they can do this on their own. They're not necessarily, not necessarily getting the support or this unbelievable brand that they're representing. And they're not getting training and development. And they're not getting their needs met. And, and maybe they are thinking about having children and don't want to be commuting and they, they back themselves and they've got enough clients. So in answer to your question, yes, that's shifting. Uh, you will see more and more people setting up. I think it's a different mindset as well. People who were setting up years ago wanted to set up and grow a big agency. I think you'll see more and more now that people will be setting up and wanting to stay a one-man band. Mm. Um and the America is quite prevalent in that in that space, as you'll know from the recruiter groups. Um, it's a they, they do a lot of that there. Um, the UK is probably a little more like Australia, um, although they're just the market's so much bigger. Um, so let's talk personal branding. Um, is there a science behind it? Is there is there a process? What 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 do you teach people? Um, I, I'm less about just doing stuff um, because I, I think with anything you need a plan, a strategy, and you know once you do anything in life, whether that be marketing, saving money, whatever, getting fit, if you've got some structure around it, you mm. tend to achieve those goals. And so if you look at branding from an online or marketing perspective, most recruiters fall over because they you know, they want short wins and it's a long game. And so the way that I help people is that I get them to really understand their brand. Um, and there's two facets to that. There's a brand that is built up of their personality, so their values, their beliefs, uh, their, their, um, their why, um, how they make people feel. And then there's a second part of that, which is crucially important. And that's actually understanding in the marketplace what that reputation is. 
because reputation is everything, as you know, in recruitment. And so I've got to help them define their brand from an internal perspective. Mm. And I've got to understand from an external perspective, um, does that marry up? What differentiates them? What outcomes do they deliver? And then we can develop marketing that drives that message out to the marketplace. What's the and process for the first bit? What do you mean? The first bit of understanding? Just yeah. discover it. So asking lots of questions. Um, I use certain methodologies to help people uncover their, their values. Um, if you ask a recruiter, most recruiter, why do you do what they do? Most can't really answer that. It's either this is how I do it or this is what I do, but not why I do what I do. And they don't really know what differentiates them. Uh, even the good ones struggle with that as well. So we've got to try and get that out of them. We've got to understand their, their, their psyche and them as a human being as well, not just as a recruiter. Because, you, as you know, there's this obsession with authentic, sorry, authenticity. Uh, and everyone struggles with that. And until you know who you are, um, then you'll continue to struggle with authenticity. And uh, I can barely say it. Um, um, then it becomes a lot easier to then put yourself out to the world, so to speak. Yeah. The, the authenticity thing's nice. The, I, I always find it funny seeing that this is my first ever LinkedIn profile or LinkedIn video. I would like to talk about this. And she's just talk normally. Um, how, how do you get people to be more confident and to put themselves out there? Um, what, what are the key things that are kind of like taking, making them not do that? Well, the first thing is is knowing your brand. I'm going to keep coming back to that. I know it sounds boring, but if you know, number one, you know your own brand, but also you know your target audience. So what are their needs, wants, and desires, and how can you communicate in an effective way? And so, you know, it's always going to be challenging. Whatever you do, if you write, it's daunting. If you do video, it's daunting. Mm -hmm. But if you've got a message and it's going to engage with your target audience, it's going to be easier. And a lot of those people who come onto LinkedIn and fuzz around and create shit videos, quite often it's because they just don't know how to create value to their target audience, so they just bumble on about nothing. Yeah, they're not thinking, what does this person no. want to know? What do they, what's gonna, what's gonna trigger them? What, like, I always try and put myself where I was at Robert Walters three years in and what I was thinking about. And that's where I, that's the person I try and communicate to. I know. And you know, it, it's fundamental marketing and you will know this, but until you've sat down and actually looked at the psychology of your buyer persona, so your ideal client or candidate or employee, and you understand their motivators, their drivers, their behaviors, you know, their demographic, then you can start communicating to them. And it doesn't even have to be all about recruitment. It can be about lots of different things. Sure. And I, I, I've said this on webinars and po podcasts quite a lot lately. The reason why recruitment is so popular is because most people in businesses hate doing it. They're not good at it. Mm. Uh, they don't want to talk about recruitment too much. It's a necessary evil. So they don't want to hear all day long about your recruitment stories. So you've got an opportunity to actually talk about other things that are important to them not just about hiring people, which is obviously important to them, but it's not their be end at all. They certainly don't enjoy doing it, most people. Do you have like a step-by-step -step process that you get people to follow? Uh, well, I, my, a lot of my work's done via a program, 
So it's called BUILD, it's an acronym. And so uh, the B is brand review. So that's where I audit everything I can find out about you online. Mm -hmm. um, and then we look at your competitors in the marketplace. Well, this can help with positioning, it can help with messaging, we can look at their content, their engagement. And there's this that discovery piece, which is kind of a lot of homework on their part and a bit of homework on my part, but it's getting to the crux of your brand. And then the third step in my process is interviews. So I actually go out and interview people that are going to be able to tell me the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and that helps with messaging and um, understanding what content they want. And also a large part of what I do is, you know, if, you're, if you've got a personal brand, you obviously want to keep evolving and improving that. And so I want to find out what those gaps are uh, and the people that you work with are the best people that probably won't tell you that, but they will. So we can address that in online and offline communication as well and, and your service offering. The fourth step in the process is language. So um, I develop your LinkedIn story, the narrative, and also define your value proposition in 25 words or less. And then the last stage in the process is strategic recommendations. So online and offline recommendations that's going to drive your message in the marketplace. Some of that could be specific creative campaigns. Hmm. Um, and then I coach them and support them to, to execute that. Where, where, where do people fall down? Where, where, where's the bit that you have most challenges getting, getting them from one point to the next? Um, that's a really good question. Well, the first one is, actually looking inwards at themselves yeah I and that imagine. might sound you know it, it, it's really really thought-provoking i ask some very very personal very challenging questions to get down into your value system and that's my you know some of my key differentiators i've got this obsession with living your highest set of values and most people have never been on a journey to work out what those are and so i've got to help people get that out of them and it comes from life experiences sometimes very traumatic things sometimes perceptions in their health that they've got that just not popular mainstream stuff. Um, and, and also as well, it's getting them to think of themselves, well, if they are going to be this person online, what is this voice? And, and all of a sudden, you know, I think there's a bit of a fear because as you will know, you're very successful at this. You've got to get used to people liking you and people not liking you. And we all have egos and that can get pretty scary for some people. And, no, I don't want to badge all recruited into one space, but I got they want absolutely hammered uh, for posting uh, a post last week uh, about about uh, I think I said something like, um, you know, it's a surprising and tricky market when people at Hayes are telling you they're happy, and I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting slaughtered, right? And, and like, there's people, Australian recruiters or internal recruiters or people who've kind of worked for big firms. They get really sensitive and they take it too serious. And because a large part of our network is there from the time we lived there, um, God, I'm getting hammered. Like, you're a bad person. And you're I'm like, Jesus, chill out. Like, <laughs> But uh, people at Hazer message me. That's hilarious. Good crack. You know? Well, yeah, uh, no, that's the thing. It's about but you, whatever you do. I mean, you've got to be consistent. That's the word that's got to keep coming out. And if, if your, your voice is consistent about provoking reaction, then. Fair enough, so be it. But you and I know that that will often only take you so far. It's all yeah. about creative value. Yeah. You know, if you look at somebody, oh, recruiters, they tend to follow Mitch Sullivan and Dan uh, Kelsall. 
you know, they're both amazing what they do. Yes, they create reactions, they wind people up. But you know what? Everything in their messaging uh, and their marketing gets you to understand what it is that they can do for you as well. Yeah. And so yeah. that that's where people get it wrong. And I'm just giving two examples there because a lot of recruiters will know them. But, you know, they create reactions, they get people talking about them, but ultimately they're also selling what it is that they do so well. Yeah. You can, so th there's a fine line, right? And M Mitch definitely rocks that line. Um, but he's around long enough and gives, as you said, enough credibility. Other people, I'm not going to name them, but they're always looking to do the shock thing. And if you're always doing that, you run out of, you run out of positivity and it become you become almost a caricature of yourself. So whenever I find myself five, a few years ago, almost going down that road a little bit because I was like, oh, this is working. And then I thought, oh God, ooh, I'm not sure I like that person. And then I'm like, so it's kind of finding that balance between what your message is, 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 is tricky. We've kind of learned it over a long period of time. Um, but at the same stage, I would never be too careful and not crack a joke at the risk of somebody being offended. So it's, it's well, just balance. Yeah, I mean, it is balance. But the, the reality of all of this is that you just, you want to connect with your audience. You want to yeah. build a community. And that's what it basically comes down to. And there's nothing worse than being this sort of identity online and then, you know, being meeting these people offline like you're absolutely nothing like you're not congruent you're not consistent i didn't i bought into that person and you're not that person or uh, you know you talk about how much you deliver an amazing candidate service and then you never call me back so what you put out online has to show up offline as well yeah no, um, really. the so uh, a bit that always interests me david is the big businesses in Australia, they're so dominant. Like if the Walters Page, Hayes, Half, um, and Hudson are eighty percent of the market. Like they're they're a massive part part of that marketplace. Um, yeah. Nobody has a personal brand in there. So, um, our big business is missing a trick here in not developing their people's brand, or is the overall corporate brand enough? And how, how, do we work, how do we balance that as recruitment leaders as we grow businesses? A few different questions in there, but it's a big topic. Well, the first thing, I think most people have a brand. Um, I don't think the bigger businesses actually give freedom to people to brand themselves as much as they would like. And I think if you look at a lot of the leaderships uh, teams in the, the big recruitment companies they do a lot of that but they talk about the brand business brand at the forefront you don't really get to know the real them you know they it's almost like they've sucked the Hayes pills or the Michael Page pills and that's what you get you don't get this authenticity and uniqueness no but you know you you and I, I I'm a one-man show I know that you've got aspirations to grow but these these businesses are billion dollar businesses and they're ridiculously successful and they've got huge resources um, they've got a model that phenomenally works well for them. And we keep talking about, well, will that model die? Um, and the answer is probably no, not in the short term, yeah. because they're just good at what they do. Um, do I buy into their methodology? Do I think that they're missing a trick, really helping people develop their personal brands? 
yes, I do. But you know what? I've not got a billion dollar business. They have. And yeah. So, but what about the yeah, people? Who work, what about the people who work for them? Are they missing a trick? Not building their brand in this time, like it, if if brand if Gary V says brand is all we're going to be left with. If you're at a big corporate and you're under that umbrella, and the day that you go, you haven't built a brand. Your brand was that, but that's now gone. So is is that not the risk? Well, yes, it is. And that's why a lot of people, so even successful recruiters, when they leave those bigger businesses and they're ready for their next leap, whether that be to a smaller company, whether that be to send it on themselves, they're often like deer in headlights because then they realize that they've never invested in marketing themselves online. And, you know, they might have a situation where they can't work with those existing clients. And all of a sudden, they've got to draw a business. It's like, shit, what are we going to do here? Yeah. Uh, and that's when they call people like me or they want to look at how they can develop themselves online. So, yeah, it's it's pretty scary um, as well because we, you and I both know building a community online takes an awful lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of thinking about things when you're having a dump. And, you know, you, you, people don't realize until you invest in branding how much time it takes. And it doesn't mean overnight success. It really does take a lot of work. and. People need to know that. Mm. What, what do you see as the, as the future of the industry? Do you, do you see it continuing the same way it is? Do you see it changing? Do you see the way we're working changing? Um, well, the first thing is, I'll look at this from a short-term perspective, because mm. there's lots of optimism in the marketplace. You know, recruiters are optimistic people in the main. But if you look at the UK, I don't know the exact model, but... In Australia, you know, the the support from the government finishes in September. And I have no idea what that looks like. You know, what it, how is that going to impact all these millions of businesses that they're supporting right now? Yeah. Um, so I don't want to sound negative, but I have my reservations about how quickly recruitment will bounce back. And yeah. um, if I look at what's going on right now, and I'm seeing this big shift in people setting up themselves, you know, the mid-tiers are really hurting and the big, big companies, well, they just keep on doing what they do and they quietly let go of a lot of people. Um, I, I do think we're going to see more and more small businesses. Um, and again, I'm not a futurist, but we're, we're all looking at the way that we commuted. We're all looking at um, spending more time with our family. Um, you know, some, we're looking at things that are important in our life and how work wraps around that. And I think that will change. And the other thing is as well is that, you know, the, the market's going to change. We all know that contracting is going to be more prevalent. Um, we know that there's going to be less money. We know that internal recruiters might be leaving the industry. So there's all different things going to be happening, and I'm not here to predict, but there's going to be changes, definitely going to be changes. Yeah, and you think there's opportunities for the, for the smaller players to build a brand and to, to take a market share? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I was just going to say, I think there's a bit of a concern. Good marketing will get you so far, but it all comes back down to how good you are at doing your job. Mm. And there's no two ways about that. Um, if you do your job really, really well, and you're always improving and developing, and you get really good at marketing, then you're in absolute dynamite territory. Where can people, where can people find you? How can they get in touch with you? 
Well, I walk the streets at night, most nights. You have, you have, you have a vampire surname, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've got a vampire haircut. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I just live on LinkedIn. You know, that's where I, I... I could move on to other channels, but for me, recruiters spend a lot of their time on LinkedIn, and that's where I've built, whether you want to call it a community, but, uh, yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn. and you know, I'm very giving of my time. It's not just about winning business pre-COVID, I've always been there to help recruiters because I'm so passionate for two reasons. One, the lack of development and training that the industry gives people in a very tough job. Mm. And secondly, you know, people need support. They need confidence to get better at this. And I, I want to be one of those people that helps recruiters. And, you know, for the ones that do it and do it well, and whether they've worked with me or not worked with me, um, the results can be really remarkable. Well, look, thanks very much for joining us. Um, really enjoyed chatting to you. I've been following you for a while. Um, enjoy interacting. Interacting. Um, and, uh, and yeah, uh, reach out to David if you want help with your personal brand. Thank you very much.